Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to the morning motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. If you are new, welcome. This is just a live stream where we talk about all things great, God, and hopefully get a day, a dose of motivation for your day today. Um, my bad, y'all, for the delay. I was reapplying my eyelash. It was escaping me. <laughs> I hope you guys are good. It is football season. So, you know, we got a shout out to the Raiders. I don't say Las Vegas Raiders because I'm from Oakland. So shout out to the Raiders. They're still the Raiders in my heart, even though they're in Nevada. I'm still a fan. And I just want to say this. This has nothing to do with the topic. But for those of you who jump ship when your team is not doing well or you call your team trash when your team isn't doing well, you're not a real fan. I want to say that because I see the Falcons fans do that all the time. The Texans fans do that all the time. I've never heard a Cowboys fan do that. Even though I'm not, I'm not really, uh, I'm not a Cowboys fan whatsoever. Ugh. But uh, some of y'all is don't do right by your teams. I'll just say that you're supposed to stand beside your team no matter what's going on. And I'm gonna stand beside my Raiders. So yeah, I'm just gonna lay that there. <laughs> but I hope you guys are doing well today. Good morning, you guys. If this is your first time watching, go ahead and load it up in the comments. Happy Hump Day! It is October 5th, y'all. It is October 5th. Where is time going? It's almost the end of the year. Um, my grandfather's birthday is tomorrow. My mother, my, um, what is it? Was it maternal grandfather? Uh, his birthday is tomorrow and he will be 74, five, which is crazy to even think about living that long. But anywho, we are continuing or not. We're continuing. We finished a purpose driven life. If you guys been here for the last, I don't know how many days we've been doing and reading a purpose driven life. We are done. I will be giving away another purpose driven life book this Friday. The, uh, the covers upstairs this Friday. So if you want your copy, if you liked what we discussed, liked what we talk about, especially if you're trying to rebuild your Christian faith, go ahead. The link is no longer down below. Go to the old video. It is down below, or you can just search purpose driven life on Amazon and grab your copy. We are going into destiny by TD Jakes. That is so ghetto. Y'all I got this little 50% off sticker. I bought this book years ago and never read it. Um, I remember having this book. I think I bought this book in New York when I lived in New York. So that's how long I've had it. And it just really goes with what we're talking about. Uh, purpose is a step into your purpose. So we talked more so about spiritual purpose, spiritual destiny in a purpose driven life. Now we're getting into more of what you're supposed to do day to day. Like this book, it does talk. We do. Of course, it's T.D. Jakes. I mean, the Bishop T.D. Jakes. So, of course, we're going to talk about God and everything. But at the same time, this is more so about um, what we do day to day in order to, to to connect with our destiny and our purpose. And there are a few things that we're going to talk about today. So this is what we are reading. And we will I'll be giving this book away. Not next Friday, the Friday after next. So hang tight. It's not as thick as the other book, but I think we're going to get a lot of good gems and things out of this book. So I'm excited about that. Let's jump into our prayer. And if this is your first time watching, let me know where you're watching from. Go ahead and load up the live stream comments for your shout out. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you allow, for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray, Lord, that anybody that is struggling with their faith, with their purpose, with their destiny, will you will download that into their soul now. Um, we are all on our separate walks, but we continue to try to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. And if they have, if you have called them 
back to your kingdom, that they answer the call and that they don't miss the boat. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. <laughs> amen. And I pray that you all are covered. I pray that you all are blessed. I pray that you all are abundantly living. Um, although they say a Christian's walk or a walk with God is long suffering. I think that there should be a lot of joy in that and as well as peace. And we talked about that yesterday when God is the center of your life, that there should be an air of peace. And I've actually was listening to a sermon by T.D. Jakes this morning, Bishop T.D. Jakes this morning that talked about like, don't worry about tomorrow. It's like we can't worry about our past. We can't worry about tomorrow. We just focus in on today. So I hope and pray that you guys are doing that. So let's go ahead. Jump into the live chat stream and say good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, such a lady. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Venicia. So beautiful, but such a beautiful spirit. Good morning, Aubrey. Good morning, Riri. Good morning, Brandy. Uh, good morning, Sydney. Hello. Glorious Rising, the Happy Housewife. Yes, you guys hit the thumbs up button. Thank you, Happy. Let's shout out to Happy Housewife for contributing to the squad. Like to me, that's all you really have to do is just contribute in some sort of, sort of way. Thank you, the Happy Housewife, for serving this platform along with she, Amber, and Melindy. I really, really appreciate it because every little thing helps. So thank you. Uh, shout out to Melon and Honey. Good morning. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Uh Diamond demo. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, L. Peace and light, Diamond. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Shador. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, Raven. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, Madonna. If this is your first time, please let me know where you're watching from because I have some new. At least if you watch it when it's not live, um, I don't know. So if you're watching it live for the first time, let me know you're watching it live for the first time so I can know where you're watching from. Uh, good morning, Madonna. Good morning, Alexandria. Good morning. I've been watching you since January, but this is the first time live. Well, welcome live. I cannot wait for you to be a part of the conversation. And good morning, Kiki. And thank you for watching for so long because you've seen you've seen the evolution. So thank you for being a part live. Um, yes, Cookie Monster says I bought a book. The Road Less Traveled and had about it for three years before I read it. Absolutely. That's why I don't mind buying books and just keeping them on my bookshelf because one day I'll be called to read it. And just like Purpose Driven Life, I've had that book for years as well. And we just, I finally read it at 34 and I probably bought it in my 20s. So don't hesitate to buy a good book, y'all, especially a physical book. And the reason why I like physical books is it's so easy to be distracted with our tablets and our phones. Sometimes it's nice to just put this down, put this in the other room, play some music, get into some, uh, you know, some spiritual stuff or just whatever you like. I personally like self-help books. That's my judge. I'm not really into fiction, but if you're into fiction, you know, Go ahead and put some ambient music on like you're in a cafe or something and enjoy a book. I think books are very, very powerful. There's something very uh, just therapeutic about reading a book. So I highly recommend physical books if you are called to read a physical book. But if you travel a lot, I understand why you might get the uh, downloadable versions. Uh, first time watching from Detroit. Thank you for Madonna A. D-Town in the house. Well, that D-Town. Uh, Detroit also is called the well, it was called the Motor City. I actually really want to visit Detroit because I want to visit the Motown Museum. And there's a few other things I want to do in Detroit. So shout out to Detroit in the building. All right, y'all. So we are going to dive into Destiny, uh, 
the step into your purpose. If at any time you guys want to chime in, even if you agree, disagree, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're one family. All opinions are welcome. Even if I don't agree with them, like two things can be true at the same time. And I was going through some of my comments and I understand. I just want to say this before we get started. Sorry for the delay, y'all. My bad. I want to say this. I understand that from where a lot of you all started watching me, I'm a whole like we're different topics, different person, not a hundred percent different, but a lot different in my personal opinion. It is okay not to agree with me or not being on the same page of your walk or not being that thrilled about Christianity and all that. That is okay because everybody's on their own journey. I cannot, I'm not judging anybody for that. I just know what God has called me to do, what God is going to continue to do. Um, we can all have different opinions and, uh, and disagreeances. Uh, but be, be, the reason why I speak the way I speak now and say the things that I say is not to feel like I'm better than anybody. I'm not sitting on a horse like I've transcended and you guys didn't know. It's not like that at all. All I'm doing is one, doing what I'm called to do, what I'm told to do, what I was told to do. I got to be obedient. And two, um, I can only express how God is working in my life and the things that I've observed and things that I've seen or saw. So if you disagree, agree, it is totally okay. You can put in the comments. It's no, as long as it's respectful, there's no qualms about it. I understand. Um, cause it's not going to be for everybody at every season and that's okay, but I got to do what I'm called to do or God going to look at me like what you do with the gifts I gave you. <laughs> and I don't want to have that conversation. I want him to be thrilled, uh, for doing exactly what he, I believe he has told me to do. So it's okay. If we disagree, or there's something that I say that doesn't really quite sit right. It is totally fine. Um, everybody has their own path, own journey, own walk, and all of that. So every opinion is 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 open and welcome. And always be open that two things can be right at the same time. I really truly believe, and I heard Six the Goddess say this. I don't know if she got it from somebody, but intelligence is understanding that your opinion can change. You can get different perspectives. You can hear somebody else out and just be like, you know what? I don't agree with that. Or I disagree or because of my personal experiences, something else is different. However, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Nana says, I am more into self-help books as well. I've heard someone say fiction books are good to increase your creative side. That is possibly very true. I can't get with the um, fiction books because I don't like things that aren't true. I'm a researcher. I love, that's why I always talk about like docu-series because I, I don't mind a good fiction that was that was made from uh, real life, like The Crown or something like that. I love stuff like that because I could go do my own research. I could go Google the people still lived on past the show. I have an issue with like books and shows because the character no longer lives and I'd be falling in love with characters. So I just, it just hurts my heart. That's why I'm really not into fiction because the fiction books that I did like, I just really liked them. And then there's nothing left. Um, <laughs> thank you. Happy housewife. Uh, Alexandra said, I forgot to say I'm watching from Memphis 10 in the building. I'm into books that help me grow as a person. Thank you so much. And good morning. And awesome. My grandmother, great grandmother's name was Anne. Uh, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. So before we dive into this, so the first uh, chapter in Destiny talks about instincts, right? So T.D. Jakes all already wrote a book about, excuse me, the Bishop T.D. Jakes wrote a book about instincts. And it says that instincts plus purpose equals destiny. And it talks about that, how uh, your instincts are your first step to fulfilling your purpose or fulfilling 
or fulfilling your destiny, right? Um, and the reason why I believe tapping in with God is so important because Jeremiah one and five tells us, and this is and this this is the thing. This is why I always tell you guys to read your own Bible, right? Because you've always heard, "I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I sent I set you apart and appointed you." as my prophet to the nations. Now, every time I've heard that is I formed you in your mother's womb. It was saying how God was saying that to everybody and not to say that he wasn't, but in this particular text, he was talking about Jeremiah. So it's Jeremiah one and five. He was talking to his prophet, Jeremiah and Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah was called to go to, excuse me, y'all go to Judah and to tell you know, everybody in Judah, what God had put on his heart to say. And God told him like this. He was like, hey, look, I'm about to tell you some stuff. And I'm, I'm making the Abonics version, kind of like what Sarah Jake says. I'm doing the Abonics version of this. All right. So we just going to dumb it down. Now, nah, this ain't biblical. God ain't say it like this. But I'm just going to interpret it the way it comes out. You know what I mean? So just rock with me and, and read it for yourself. Jeremiah 1 and 5. So God comes to Jeremiah and he's telling uh, Jeremiah to go to Judah and to tell people to tell people about what's going on because what was going on in Judah right now is kind of like America. I again, I can't speak I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world cuz I don't live in the rest of the world. So I don't want to speak on another country, another culture and be disrespectful cuz I don't know. I don't live there. All I can tell you is what's going on in the United States of these Americas, okay? So basically Judah's like a lot of stuff is going on, a lot of sin is going on. People are doing what they want to do. Um they're not really they're praising false idols. Um, they're, they're, they're just, even everybody It's just, it's just going crazy. So it says you will stand against the whole land, the Kings, the officials, the priests and the people of Judah. So everybody he says is going to come against you. He said, but you're not fighting alone. I will be with you. But if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, you're going to look crazy. So that's why it's so important that if God places an assignment on your life, I personally believe is that you follow it to the T. Because if you don't, you're not going to one, fulfill the purpose and prophecy that God has for you, but you're not going, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. But if you do the things that God has told you to do, then he's going to give you the strength to endure through prayer, through uh, meditating on his word, getting to know him and things like that. That's why that, that's why that relationship getting into the, the Bible, if you are a Christian believer and getting into a church is so important because it kind of keeps your gauge level, right? So he's talking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah's like, well, what, why, why, why am I? He said, don't say, uh, Jeremiah says, I, uh, da, 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 da. Jeremiah says, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. And the Lord replies, don't say I'm too young for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people for I will be with you and protect you. I, the Lord have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched the mouth, my mouth and said, look, I put in my words in your mouth. And today I appoint you to stand up against the nations and kingdoms. So you must uproot and tear down and destroy and overthrow others. Others you must build up and plant. Okay. So he's given Jeremiah instruction. And I think that not only does God tell you, I formed you in your mother's womb. So I already knew you. I already knew what I was going to do with you before I got there. But when God is calling you, don't worry about your age. Right. Don't worry about, uh, how old you are, how old, like you're too old. Shoot. Abraham 
And Sarah, Sarah was way past childbirth age when she gave birth to Isaac. You know what I mean? Abraham was an old man when he started fulfilling God's uh, prophecy on his life. Uh, and Jeremiah was like, well, wait, God, wait, wait, wait. I'm too young to do what you're calling me to do. Like, they're going to look at me crazy. Why? Why me? Like, why me? And God is like, don't worry about all that. I got you. I need you to do exactly what I've called you to do. And you're going to stand up against people. So when you're going through life and it can be, and it doesn't always have to be religion. It can be uh, at your job. It can be whatever you feel God has called you to do. And that is a very personal and spiritual uh, connection that you have to make for yourself. Nobody else can do that for you. People can prophesy on your life, but if you do not step into the word, if you do not get to know God yourself, then it's just he say, she say at that point, you got to do the work. You got to do the spiritual internal work. But like I said, God is calling Jeremiah to go out in Judah. So every time I've read that, right, they always say, well, God know you in your womb. He's talking to Jeremiah. And I believe not only uh, did he talk to Jeremiah, he says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And just like God did this for Jeremiah, I believe that he has done this for all of us and that it's our duty and our destiny. Um, it's our duty and our destiny to, to fulfill that and to figure it out. But you see how God told Jeremiah what he was called to do. Not, not Peter, not his mama, not his daddy, not his cousin and them. God told Jeremiah what was what, right? And then God also told Jeremiah, you got to go and do this. So if God is calling you, you got to go do it. it, it you can fight it because he's going to give you free will, but you're going to delay your destiny, your instincts. Everything is going to call you. And if you're really called, you can't get away from it. You can hide it. You can run away from it. And depending on what it is, God may go ahead and appoint someone else. And sometimes what God is asking you to do is scary. You might be the only one in your family that thinks the way you think. You might be the only one in your friend group who is willing not to go to brunch or willing to do the things that you can't, can't do no more. You know, sometimes the, the path of, of walking righteously is, is, is very lonely. And what I will say is I've had a, I've had a, per, a few personal experiences recently where I've tried to do both. Right. I've tried to be my new self and still hold on to my old self. And what that does is it drags the progression that I've made. I've made uh, and I'm just being very transparent right now because I don't have it all figured out. Right. I'm learning as I go and I'm working through my progress as well. So I'm letting you know, like. In this journey, you're going to stumble. There's going to be times where you're going to go back. There's going to be times where you're going to see you're going to challenge your own strength to be like, can I still do this and do this? And my apostle says you can't. <laughs> and from my own convictions, you can't. And that's why, um, shout out to, I can't remember, Kenya. Shout out to Kenya. Because remember we had the conversation about spirituality versus religion, right? And how I made the comment of like, you can't be, you're not as convicted when you're spiritual versus being convicted as religious, right? And what I meant by that is not to say that if you're spiritual, you can't be convicted like, oh, that's wrong. That's right. There is a huge difference, at least for me. I can only speak for myself in this instance, right? Me getting closer to God, me reading my word more, me going to church and feeling the spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, right? There are certain things that I used to do with ease being spiritual that I cannot do 
being convicted in my religion. It just the, the two can't the two spirits, the two energies will battle each other. And you might feel this and you might not like it because it's unnatural. What's natural to you are the habits, right? The, the doing of the habit, whatever habits that are for you. Um, and for me, it was like going out, having a couple of drinks, being around friends, saying what I wanted to say, engaging in certain conversations because I'm a debater. I love to debate, right? That's just what I do. But at the moment it was cool. But as I've retreated out of that environment, that's why my apostle says your environment is key, right? That's why it says, that's what the Bible talks about, about being equally yoked in second Corinthians. It's not always about who you marry, even though that's important. The reason why it says link up with other believers is because when you're around non-believers or maybe people that don't have the same gauge of faith, it's easy to for you to backslide. It's easy for you to be like, well, it's OK because it's OK in the environment. Not to say that those people are bad, not to say that, you know, um, they're just oh so horrible people. But as you're being convicted and you're being pulled towards your destiny and you're being pulled in closer to God with your faith, especially in the Christian realm. Two things cannot exist at the same time. That's for one. And not in your spirit. Not in your spirit, because then you become a hypocrite. Right. Um, and when we know God don't like no hypocrites, he, he, don't, he don't like when we teeter. He don't like when we toe in the line and we in and we out. You know, he doesn't want us to praise him on Sunday and be on our backs Sunday afternoon, Monday night. You know what I mean? Like. And, and, the, and the hard thing, and I feel like a lot of people do not like Christian. This is just from my personal standpoint. I could be 100% wrong. Let me. Uh, <laughs> hello. You can run like Jonah. Uh, but ultimately, you got to do what God calls you to do. If you are a believer, if you're not, you're going to just be with everybody else. You're just going to be through the world. God will let you go and be in the world. If you truly want to be in the world. God will let you go be in the world. And then he's going to move on and, 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 and touch the people that are going to be called. But if he knows he can get to you, he's going to keep bothering you. You know, that's why you can't go to the strip club and go to church because he's going to keep bothering you. Your spirit is going to be bothered. You cannot do and go out and date the same people you used to date because your spirit is going to be bothered. You cannot fornicate the way you used to fornicate because your spirit is going to be bothered. It doesn't matter how good it is in the moment. As soon as you're done, your spirit is going to be convicted. And you, I'm being real, let's we grown, right? Ain't nobody on here, no, no kids. So it might be inappropriate to some, but I'm just keeping it real. You can't do it. It's, it's, you can't, not if you're really being filled with the Holy Spirit, the two things can't exist at the same time. Right. And so, um, that's why the Bible in second Corinthians says, do not be, uh, uh, be equally yoked. And let's talk about that. Let's go to second Corinthians real quick. And I know we're talking about destiny, but I feel like this conversation is very important. And I believe this is why a lot of people shun away from Christianity is because you have to be held accountable. Because if we, if we break down Christianity, right, I don't know why people say it's so evil or why it's whatever. Uh, because really Jesus was a Jew, right? And to be a Christian, we're supposed to be trying to be Christ-like, right? Who was Christ? He was a good man. He did what he was supposed to do. He answered his calling. He told people the good news about God. You never heard him sin. You never heard him curse. You never heard him like God was greasy, right? And Jesus would get greasy with his words, but God was, Jesus wasn't greasy like God was greasy. And what I mean by that is God would destroy cities. Okay. God would be like, Hey, y'all are jacking up. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to really uh, come, come at you. Jesus wasn't doing any of that, right? He was healing people. 
He was spreading the good news. He was laying hands. He was speaking in tongues. He was trying to be a great leader to his disciples and really instilling faith into everybody he came in contact with. Right. So that's all Christianity is. We are called to a different standard to be more Christ like. That is a journey because we are human. And most of us have been in the world for a while. Right. Dibbling and dabbling in and out. Maybe you grew up in church, but you did your own thing. That's just a part of life. God knew that's how it's going to be. That's why the Bible says raise the children up so that even if they stray, they come back. You know what I mean? Like God knew like in your youth, you gonna when you a child, you're going to do childish things in your youth. You're not just you're sometimes you're not going to get it. But that's why those seeds are supposed to be planted in us as young kids. And that's why I always encourage anybody. If you've been debating and you have young children from what a purpose driven life said, it is our duty to get those children in the church. So that they can be downloaded with that, downloaded with those messages, because if if not, what ends up happening is the world gets a hold of your children. I've seen it. I've seen it. So even if you don't may not want to go to church, you might just want to think about it and just pray about it and, and get in a good Bible filled church because the world is going to get a hold of your child. And then you're like, well, what what has happened? Because there's so many things that kids are exposed to nowadays that we were not. They have so many, they have so much access. You know how, just thinking about this, right? And I'm, I'm just going to be very transparent. When I was a kid growing up, you know how hard it was to buy weed? Do you know how hard it was to find at 16? Because we tried, we failed. <laughs> do you know how hard it was to buy sweet and, and, and do bad? And we couldn't get access to like alcohol and things like that unless somebody else had it. But we weren't really drinkers. In the Bay Area, most people smoked. They didn't drink. But you know how hard it was to get access to that stuff? And if you did get access to it, it was like the the, the old stuff that was like dry. It wasn't hitting on that. You know what I mean? Like, come on, be real, be real with me. You know, the people that get it, get it. Do you know now how easy those kids have access to it? People will pull up on your child, grown people, that all they got to do is either ask a friend Go on an app, go on Instagram because people sell it on Instagram. They sell brownies and and all types of concoctions that they make in their in their homes that you don't know what where they got the stuff from. You don't know what they're doing with it. They probably ain't using gloves. All your child has and with with Uber, Cash App, all of these things, you don't have the same gauges to your children the way we had it. Like in order for you to remember the, the home phone. In order for you to speak to us before cell phones, before I'm 34, before we hit middle school, middle schoolers, when cell phones became accessible to everyone, we had Metro PCS, right? High school was when everybody had a cell phone because they were cheap. Before then, middle school, you had to call the house phone to speak to a child after school hours. It wasn't no texting. It wasn't no Ubers. You either got on the city bus or you wasn't going or you either got a ride from your friends or you weren't going. Your children have access that you never had. They can look up anything they want to. They can watch a video about anything they want to. They can go. They have access to the entire world. So I'm urging you for your child because I'm seeing I'm watching people grow up. I'm seeing with my own eyes how these kids will fall victim to evil in the world. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it after that. All right. So um, what's the second Corinthians? I'm sorry, y'all. Let me read this scripture real quick. Uh, yeah. Second Corinthians six and four. Why well, keep getting away from the page? 
I keep going back and forth because I'm talking and trying to do something at the same time. Nine, <laughs> six, nine, four, six, nine, four. Here we go. Okay. So people always talk about this one, right? Being equally yoked. Hold on. Um, thank you. The, uh, the HVTV train the child in the way that they will, they grow up and they will do not depart from it. Even if your child does depart from it, right? Even if they go off to college and they do things that, that you didn't raise them to do, their spirit will be convicted and eventually they'll be called back. It's just, it's just, it is what it is because it's downloaded in their spirit. When you feel the Holy Spirit as a kid, can't nobody tell you that Jesus isn't real. And that's how I've been. Like I've struggled with my religion for a while, struggled with Christianity, struggled with the Bible, didn't believe, didn't, you know, contradict like, oh, well, you know, fighting it and whatever the case may be. But I will tell you what, one experience can nobody take from me to let me know God wasn't real was the experience I had when I was nine, 10 years old, when I got saved for the first time and I felt the Holy Spirit for myself, for myself. Can't nobody take away that. Now, had I not had those experiences, I probably would battle with, is the Holy Spirit even real? Is what they're doing in church even real? Like people falling out, people catching a spirit. Is they Are they faking it? If I didn't experience that for myself, I would think that people would fake it. Like I'd grow up and be like, this is cat, but it's not. And the way that you allow your child to, to experience that is getting them into church or downloading them with your text, with whatever way you see fit. Um, let's see. Uh, the HV channel says accessibility is our Achilles heel in so many ways. Absolutely. Sometimes why a lot of men can't focus is because their timeline ain't nothing but TNA. Sometimes why women can't focus is because their timelines is nothing filled with TNA and all they think about a surgery and what's wrong with their body and, and all of these things, right? Uh, Percy said these moms have no idea what their kids are into. Mm -mm, you have no clue. Especially if your child respects you and they're not bold enough to do it in your face. You think your child is one way. And some of the, I want to say that there are really good kids out there because I, I'm in the school systems. I volunteered all last year at a high school and there are some kids who get it. Like all kids aren't gone. Like, let me just say that God will really put discernment and wisdom into children. So I don't want to, I don't want people to think that all kids are stupid and all kids are susceptible. That's not true. There are some really strong willed um, individuals who just get it. They just, they're like, I don't do none of that. Cause that ain't, that ain't for me. I know where I'm going. I want to go to college or I want to do this or they're figuring their lives out. There are some that get it, but there are a lot that don't. And um, if, if, if it's not controlled and contained as a youngin, they can get out here in the world and get really messed up. And I'm just the only reason I can say that with conviction is because I'm seeing it. And I just pray that I, I don't want that for y'all. I don't want y'all to go through the agony of that. Authenticating View says my dad was not churchy, but he made sure that me and my siblings went to religious schools for uh, the moral foundation. I love that. What up, Jarrell? Shout out from Dallas. Um, HV Channel says exactly the foundation is laid. And I believe when it hits rock bottom, uh, we remember. Absolutely. Because that's all we got. When you hit rock bottom and you're a kid and all your friends leave and all of that, that's all you got is God, right? That's why God puts us, makes us alone in seasons. So all we have is to lean on him. Because he wants us to be like, look, it ain't your friends, it ain't your money, it ain't your job, it's me. <laughs> All right, so Corinthians uh, 
2 Corinthians 6 and 14 says, don't team up with un, uh, with those who are unbelievers. How can righteous be par- a partner with the with wickedness? This is the scripture that talks about equally yoked. I don't have that version. I have that. Uh, what is this? The New Living. What is this? The New Living Translation. So it says, "Don't team." So this is Second Corinthians. Y'all go read it for yourself. Second Corinthians six and fourteen. Don't team up with those who are non unbelievers. This is more so, I think, talking about um, friendships and and uh, relationships. How can righteous be partnered with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between a, a be Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can be can be can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And God says, I will live in them, walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out of amongst, come out from amongst unbelievers and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters says the lord almighty and what he means is and when people hear darkness and evil they think it's like witches and people with cauldrons and wicked and evil can be energy you know how everybody like oh it's a bad vibe it's bad energy evil can be an energy evil can be doing the wrong thing like god gives us strict instructions on what's right and what's wrong right and a lot of things that we've done day to day are wicked. They're not according to God. And I think that he makes it that plain. And a lot of people don't like to hear it because it feels icky. It makes you, you, if you, if you feel anything, it convicts you. Right. And a lot of people don't want to be held to that standard. They want to do what they want to do, or they think because they're a good person that what they're doing is not wicked or evil. It's evil to gossip. It's evil to be quarrelsome. It's evil to steal. It's evil to kill. It's evil to um, get drunk. It's evil. There's a, a whole list of evil things, but people just really don't like that word because it makes you feel like, oh, I'm going to go to hell. And what our apostle says is sometimes it's not about the place because we can't really argue about what's going to happen after this life. Your hell can be here on earth. You know, when you are trapped by a, a habit, um, by where we are so susceptible to our, our flesh that the the alcohol has a hold on us. The 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 you can't get through the day without smoking weed. Um, you know you can't have a sober moment. Um, all of these things. That's 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 your. It's not. I, I want to watch my words because I don't want to s- say too much. But all of those things are susceptible to evil. Does that make sense? So it's not about like did I kill somebody or did I uh do all this evil stuff. Seeking revenge is evil. Gossiping is evil. Um, Like I said, getting drunk is evil. And not to say God won't forgive us. He's a merciful God. And I'm not saying I'm judging nobody because I get it. I'm in the world too. I understand. But there's a reason why he wants us to separate ourselves. Because if if your values and what you stand on isn't strong enough, and if you can't be like Jeremiah, I challenge you. You know, if you get into a debate, that's why Proverbs tells you don't argue with people. Because if you really get into a debate, if your faith is not strong enough, if you don't got this word and rooted ain't strong enough, you could possibly be intrigued and susceptible to somebody else's things. I was watching somebody's live stream. She's another young lady like me. 
And I understand what she meant because somebody asked, uh, can you can you date non-believers or people whose whose spirituality isn't on your level? Right. Um, and not to say the level means you're better, but every there's levels to every Remember, They they always say there's levels to this with everything else. So I'm going to say there's levels to your spiritual, your spiritual journey. It's going whatever. Right. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, because you can be the light to them. You can be. <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, fix it, Jesus. You can be the one who um, who gets them to change and to do that thing. The Bible tells <coughs> the Bible tells us that it's most likely the opposite. Right. If your faith isn't strong, if your faith isn't on high, if you are not in your word. And to be honest, why even spend all that time trying to convert somebody else when everybody has their own walk? You don't know when God I mean, God can use everybody for his glory. You don't know when they're going to be called the way you're called. And you're going to spend so much time energy battling them that you may miss your purpose. Right. So it's one thing to love them like we're supposed to. It's one thing to pray for them. It's one thing to, you know, send them messages and things like that. But to be tied up into a relationship or a strong bond with someone can be dangerous for you. It's not about them. Like we sometimes it's like our apostle said last night is, would you rather like gain a human or gain God's favor and glory on your life? I'd rather let you go. If you're going to disturb my path, if you're not going to be the person who, if you're going to alter my, my, my path in any way, I might love you. I might like you. The chemistry might be bomb. We might have great, all of that great stuff. But if you're not who God has called me to, to my pur- my purpose outweighs everything and everyone. Sorry to say, I want to be a mother and a wife so much. But if that is not my purpose and that is not my path, it is what it is. Does that does that does that make sense? So don't waste your time linking up and trying to convert and trying to, you know, just pray for them and just be their friend. You know, we don't have to be with everybody that we're attracted to. Sometimes it's okay to be friends with people. Sometimes it's okay to be like, hey, we're not on the same page. We're not on the same path. But you know what? We can still be cool. I can still send you Bible verses eventually. And they ain't going to like it. They going to just be like, this girl is crazy. She's all up in church. And <laughs> and all she want to do is talk about God and Jesus. Well. <laughs> but that's why linking up and having that, 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 uh that core because, and that's why I say church is so important because when you're out in the world and you're on your path without that community, you feel crazy. You feel like you're the only one. You feel like, man, everybody else is doing this and I got to do this and I'm called to do this. Then you start resenting God. Then you start pumping your fist and saying, that's not fair. Everybody else gets to live their life and I don't get to live my life. That's why church and community is so important. And I understand church hurt. God holds people who hurt people in church accountable to a different level, says it in the Bible, right? We talked about that last night in, in Leaders Poor at my church. Um, so it's it's our duty and responsibility to not shun people away from God, but bring them to him. But we have to be honest with one another about, about that. All right. So we talked about all that. Okay. Um, go ahead and read it. Jeremiah uh, 1 and 5. And then also Corinthians, uh, what I say? Corinthians 6 and 14. Okay. So it says instinct plus purpose equals destiny. It says, what is your why? It says your why 
will connect you with your purpose. Uh, will connect you with your purpose through purpose. You will connect with your destiny. And again, we are reading out of Destiny by Bishop T.D. Jakes. Okay, and it says, "Why do you work the job that you work? Why are you with your significant other, him or her? If it is not tied to what you believe your purpose or your destiny is." then we might want to reevaluate that. We don't want to waste our time. So in this book, what was beautiful is uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes was talking to Coretta Scott King. And she, he said while he was sitting with her, this was before she passed. This book was written back in or published in 2015. So it was probably written in 2014. So this was before Coretta Scott King passed. For those of you who don't know Coretta Scott King, it was the was the late wife of uh, was the wife of late Dr. Martin Luther King. And she was with him during his reign as a, as a minister, as, as, as he was out in the world, uh, trying to basically call his people out of, of segregation and all of that through the fifties and sixties or through the sixties. Right. So, um, so, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes was sitting with, with Coretta Scott King. And he asked her, he was like, is there a reason why you never remarried? Right. She was like, he, was, he looked at her. He was like, is there a reason why you never got remarried? Like, you know, your husband passed. Why is it you would be remarried? Right. And she said, it says, Miss King smiled and almost giggled when she responded. She said, Martin was a tough act to follow. Indeed, he must have been. A uh, few, few men have ever affected the culture in the country and the world like Dr. Martin Luther King did. This is what Bishop T.D. Jakes is saying. He said, but then she, what she said next took his breath away. She said, I was called to be his wife. It was my destiny to stand beside him. What are you called to do? And this is what I want to say to women, especially out here nowadays. There is nothing wrong with being called to be a wife. Because that is a, a not easy role, okay? To stand beside somebody loyally, honorably respectfully and to be a a vessel and a let me let's just put it like this y'all remember that song upgrade you by beyonce finally let me upgrade you and she said um you uh i'm in the meetings for the deals you take me just to compliment the deals y'all being somebody's wife will open doors for them that other men cannot open. Being somebody's wife puts you in rooms. And when I'm saying this, I'm saying buy it with the right man. And I'm not saying that if you're not a wife or you don't desire to be a wife, that you're not good and you don't have destiny. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're with a purpose-driven man, he needs a good wife beside him for a few reasons. One, to keep his, 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 his life unscandalous because a man... With power, with scandal, never, never succeeds, right? If he out there got this girl, you don't succeed being that way. Um, not, not when you're cheating on your wife. You don't. You don't. Uh, I don't care how great you are. Every a lot of men have failed from their 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 place because of adultery, right? One to keep him pure-hearted. Two, a woman sees, and this is men. This is why it's so important to link up with the right woman. The right woman. Because the right woman, a God-fearing woman especially, will see things that you don't see. Their spirit, that's why God, they say uh, women have God's discerning spirit. 
women will feel things that you don't feel and you don't see. So you might be kicking with Craig. <coughs> oh, the devil don't want me to talk about this today. I rebuke it, Jesus. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. She will see what you don't see. So you might be talking to Craig. As soon as y'all leave, she'd be like, uh-uh, watch out for Craig. Or she can see a woman that's after you, that's going to make you stumble. And she comes in and gets in between that. That's why if y'all ever seen a show or watched women who um, their man is getting too friendly with a woman and then she comes and steps and intervenes, she's keeping him pure. She's keeping that wall up to make him do right. It's annoying to women because she's like, girl, some of us be like, girl, I don't want your man or whatever. But she's there to protect her man to keep him away from doing wrong. Because sometimes when, when it comes to women, men get like this, this haze, this veil put over them where they don't see what women, other women see, right? So standing beside the right man can open doors for him. No other man can. There's a reason why certain men can't go past a certain level financially, emotionally, or spiritually without a woman or without a good wife. That's why it says a man who findeth the wife founded the good thing in the Bible. There's a reason why that is so important. Another thing, I was watching The Crown, right? And there was an episode on The Crown in season one, or no, season two, I believe, where um, where the where the Kennedys came to the White, uh, came to to Buckingham Palace. They came to London, and everybody was so enthralled. And they weren't enthralled with JFK. They were enthralled with Jackie. And one thing that that was said in the in the show was. There was like a diplomatic dispute, right? Um, there was a diplomatic dispute going on. And they were like, it was between like the French and, and, and the US were beefing at the time or something like that. And the, the queen was getting some updates and she was like, well, what made him change his mind? What made the French people change their mind? And he was like, Jackie. They were so engulfed and enthralled with her that she was able to speak to them like her husband could not because she was fluent in French. She was a beautiful American woman who was the first lady. That's why Michelle Obama was so impactful. President Barack Obama was dope. Don't get me wrong. But Michelle Obama was different, right? She 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 was, was out there. People ain't really rock with Trump, but they liked Melania. She ain't say much, but she dressed her butt off. Do you understand how a woman compliments a man and elevates him to the highest degree? So don't ever feel like uh, it's it's different for. Don't ever feel like it's a bad thing if you feel like you're called to be a wife. Don't let society and people make you feel like that's a bad thing when you are. I see your comment. Give me one second. Um, when you when you are destined to be somebody's wife, it's because there's things that you have to fulfill that they can't fulfill without you. Dr. Martin Luther King could not have done his purpose and his duty without Coretta Scott King. She was at home taking care of the kids, making sure he was good when he came home. Who knows? She may have packed his bag, took his bag. We don't know what she was doing. But all I know is he couldn't have been him, focused on his mission and his path without her. That's why if you read The Way of the Superior Man, it talks about that. It talks about how the masculine needs the feminine. It's a need. It's a balance. And that's why men have to be so set on their purpose, not their job, not their career, but their purpose. Because if they don't fulfill their purpose, something in them dies. But a woman 
doesn't, their purpose can be into the man's purpose. Does that make sense? Um, yes, but she said, I was called to be his wife. I was destined to stand beside him. And if people don't believe how powerful a woman is to a man, look at almost every war that was caused. A woman has something to do with it. The reason why they got, God forgive me for saying this, the reason why Marilyn Monroe lost her life, she was interfering with men that were powerful. Does this make sense? Like everything wasn't just like a oops. It was a oops, but there's conspiracies out there. She was messing with two married men that had a lot of power and she knew too much. It's very, very serious. If we take it for play play, it is a very, very, very serious. So being somebody's wife is, is destiny bound. That's why it says a man who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And that's why it says a, a, a good wife is like a crown to her husband's head because she can do things that he cannot do. She can go into rooms. She can find out uh, stuff. That's why uh, if you watch certain movies, they'll say so-and-so and so his wife at Bridge Club and this and this and this because the wives would do the talking. What was the, y'all watch Bridgerton, right? When they were trying to get uh, rid of that guy for Daphne and they had to start a rumor, women are powerful beyond belief. They don't have to do anything physically, but it's with their minds and their mouths that they can make things happen that men cannot. Okay, so never underestimate that if that is your calling. And even if you feel called and it hasn't happened yet, pray for God to make you a good wife in the interim. Pray that you go through this. You heal everything that you need to heal. You get your mind right. You get your body right. You get your your when I say body like, yeah, work out. But mentally, physically, spiritually, you get right. So when you are when you are presented to that man. That one, you'll have discernment to pray to make sure that that's him. And two, your prayers are going to have to cover him, that whatever his destiny journey is. Because if he's really destined for greatness or if he's destined for something impactful, it's going to be a lot on that man. And you got to be a you got to be a warrior. Can't be no soft, timid. Oh, they don't like me. They're... Oh, hello, I got pray. I got to pray over my family and my husband. Girl, I don't got time for this. <laughs> you got to be a strong, strong woman, right? When you are dealing with a destiny filled man. So a lot of women out here, like my man got to have this. He got to have six figures. He got to have this. Had are you even equipped to be with a man like that? Are you even ready to stand by his side spiritually, mentally, and emotionally? Are you willing to, while your man travels, you got, you're going to be home by yourself. You're going to be home by yourself. You are going to be home by yourself. So are you equipped for that? You know, so be very careful what you pray for because you might get it and it might not be what you want. Uh, Sarah says, what is the difference between a preacher and an apostle? So from what he described, and I didn't do my own research on this, so this might be something that you have to do your own research on. But from what our apostle described was um, a preacher, he preaches, but an apostle has a, it's a different level of discipleship. An apostle speaks the truth. Um, a preacher spreads the word of God. A apostle raises up, and I'm, y'all, I'm sorry if I don't get this right. He raises up things in other people. Like my church is very different. I've never been to a church like this where there are multiple leaders. Like I'm not the, you know how I do this on morning motivation? 
everybody else does something similar in their own right and in, 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 in realm. So I've never been under a under a discipleship like this where we have a leader who is impacting other leaders. I feel like a preacher just preaches to a congregation. An apostle raises up other leaders to that's what I understand. Um, but I would do a little bit more research. Um, good morning, Grand Rising. Yes, Nefertiti was one of the top rulers of Egypt. Absolutely. So women are powerful. So if you are called, if this is your destiny, if you feel like you are called to be a wife, that is okay. Just get ready in the interim. Pray for your husband now, even before he embarks on your doorstep, before you even meet him. Pray that he's doing the right thing. Pray you keep his heart pure. Pray that he is not being defiled. Pray that you're that God is tugging on his spirit. Pray that he is getting into an alignment with his destiny and his purpose because you do not want to link up with somebody that does not know their destiny or their purpose. That is a recipe for headaches and disaster, right? So um, let's go. We got a couple more minutes, so let's keep talking about destiny. But it says instincts. Uh, how are you wired and gave strategies to unleash what God has already placed inside you? Destiny reveals why you are wired and uh your why is more powerful than how. So don't worry about how it's going to happen. You just have to tap in with God and, the, and, 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 and ask him to download your purpose or point you in the right direction. And some of y'all already know your purpose, but don't focus too much on the how it's going to happen. Focus on doing the works, the one step at a time. Maybe you're in a season of service. Maybe you're in a season of building. Maybe you're in a season of prayer. Maybe you're in a season of, of, of being, you know, reborn. It says why you were born. It says fulfill, fulfilling your destiny is what measures your success. Connect connect with your authentic self. What's meant for you or what, you, what you're connected to um, is, okay, well, I'm sorry, y'all. What's meant for you or what you're connected to, you can do because of who you are. Okay. Because it's you. It says, uh, function in your gift authentically. Like, don't worry that you don't do it like somebody else, right? I don't, I don't get on here and talk like, I talk like me. <laughs> so don't worry about like, oh, I don't do my gift like that person. or I don't sing like that person. The book also talks about how Ray Charles, you know, was known for, uh, singing like other people, but it wasn't until he found his natural his natural voice that it became impactful. Now, mind you, when you find your, your gift and you find and you stand on that, everybody is not going to agree. Everybody is not going to like it. Everybody is not going to be like, this is weird. You might get kicked back. You might get a whole bunch of different things. Um, Jesus, y'all know I'm on morning motivation. Uh, <laughs> but um, your instinct must merge with your purpose to give you a, uh, a life that is that fulfills your destiny. All right, y'all. So I pray that you guys have a beautiful, blessed day. I hope you guys got something out of it. Go ahead and read your Bibles. Go ahead and uh, start praying and getting in a good Bible-based church. Y'all, I'm telling you, if you're on this walk, you're going to need help. If you're on this walk, you're going to need conviction. If you're on this walk, it is going to cost you. Okay. But it's all right. God loves you. I love you. Um, and it's all worth it. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, no matter the suffering, no matter who you lose, no matter what you have to say no to, it is all worth it because we are in the business of pleasing God, not man. Okay. Um, 
Yes, please hit the like button, you guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to sign up for 555 Transformation. If you would like to get into 555 Transformation, which is a five-week coaching program uh, going through self, spirituality, um, physical health, financial health, and relational health. If you want to be a part of that, it kicks off October 20th. Go ahead and click the link in the description box to sign up with a 30-minute free session. It says need coaching, 30-minute free session with me. So uh, I can make sure that I vet you. I have to vet everybody in there because what we talk about is very personal. People start opening up. I got to make sure you're a right fit. And I got you want to make sure that you're a right fit for, for this as well because everybody's not there at the same time. That's okay. All right. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Grand Rising. Um, please like the, the video before y'all go. Share it with anybody who may be interested. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Bye, y'all. Oh wait, almost forgot the, almost forgot the outro song.